Have you ever been given a gift that was totally unexpected? Like a totally unexpected gift. You're like, oh, I was not expecting this. Like, and it was like surprise and it was awesome and you were totally blown away by it. Like one Christmas for me um, and my family, we used to do, how many guys do like a gift exchange for Christmas? So we used to do this with my family because we got like a big family and there's like 40 people packed in this house. And so um, we do this big gift exchange at Thanksgiving time. We all draw names you, and then you, you draw a name and then whoever name you draw, that's who you have to buy gifts for at, at Christmas time. And so we all draw these names in advance. And, and so it's Christmas time. And so my family is a kind of a, weird family. And, and one thing that we used to do years ago, we would go around the room and we would, people would open their presents individually, like one at a time. And you had to sit and watch every single person open their presents one at a time. And here's the catch. We always started with the oldest person first, right? You do that too. Isn't that terrible? I know. And so like we would go all the way around the whole like living room. Everyone opens their presents one at a time. And it's always the grandparents first. And they always get like flannel socks and, and uh, weird stuff like that. And so like, and so you got to know by the time that it gets to you, if, if you're familiar with this, by the time that it gets to you, like the anticipation is built. Like you're like, oh, it's almost my turn. Like the person in front of you is still opening theirs and you're like, hurry up. Like, come on. And like the anticipation is building and, it's, and it finally gets to your turn. And you've just sat and watched all these other people open their great gifts. And then it gets to my turn. I was so excited. Oh, I was so excited. And right before um, I open, so here's what they do in my family too. Right before you open your gifts, it's kind of revealed to you who had your name. And so then you know who purchased the gifts for you. So my cousin's husband got my name. Immediate red flag. <laughs> but I was like, okay, okay. It's like my cousins, like my cousins, my, the, her, her family, they're good people. They're usually good gift getters, really good people. So maybe they helped him out a little bit because he kind of knew to the family. And then so... I go to open my present and like I pick it up. It's kind of heavy and it's kind of it's kind of a big present. And I'm like, I'm and and everyone, the bad thing about this is that when you open your presents one at a time, everyone's watching you. And so I'm opening up this present. And I'm I'm still excited though. The anticipation was there. And I tear off the paper and I couldn't believe my eyes. I got a whole basket full of assorted jellies. Like everyone's, everyone's watching, right? And so I'm like, ah, thank you. Like, and like, you don't want to be mean. You don't want to be rude. You want to be like, this is the worst present ever and like kick it and stuff. Like you and like, you're like, oh, oh, thanks, right? And so I thanked him like in the moment and, and like all, in my head, I'm like, am I being pranked right now? Like, is this a joke? Like, all right, pull that, bring out the cameras. Like, I, I get it. It's funny. Like, and like, like, or, or maybe, like, did he get his, like, white elephant gift mixed up with this one? Like, is this really happening? Like, is this it? This is my, okay, maybe he's, next he's going to bring out the real gift. No. I get a basket of assorted jellies. Yeah. 
let me tell you this. This husband of this cousin did not come back to Christmas the next year. And I, I spent the next month crying and eating assorted jellies. And I was so, like, and they come in those little jars, right? And then, like, ap- apricot, apricot, how do you say that? And, like, peaches and strawberries and grape jelly and all this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> like that, was, that was my gift. Or, or let me ask you this. Have you ever sat next to a person in a movie or, or watching a movie? And they don't stop talking because they've already seen the movie before, right? You've sat by those people. Maybe you're sitting by that person right now. And you're just, and they're like, oh, oh, and they're elbowing you. Oh, oh, just wait, wait till you see this part. Wait this, watch this, watch this. Wait till you see what's about to happen. That is so annoying. Do not, if you, if I go to a movie with you and you do, I'm going to leave, I'm going to sit in a different seat. I'll go sit on the floor. Like, do not do, don't ruin the movie. I could see Isaac doing that for sure. Yeah, I totally for sure. Like, I just looked at you and like, yeah, you're a movie ruiner. Yep. And like, and like the, oh, you, you got to see this. Oh, what? Woo, watch this. And like, because they already know how it ends. Am I right? Is Isaac the movie ruiner? Yeah. Okay, man, I'm not you guys. I'm asking his siblings. You guys wouldn't know. Okay. <laughs> or you know what? It's probably Gabe. Anyways, I'm totally kidding. But anyways, so these people, you watch a movie with them, and they totally ruin the movie for you. Or, or, or like, I, I love this story. Um, Kristen, years ago, when she was a little girl, the, her family tells the story of one Christmas, they got her dad gloves. And, and you know, you don't want to tell people their gifts before they open it up. And so she was so excited for Christmas, and she was like so excited to give her dad this gift. And she was like, I bet you can't guess what we got for your gloves. <laughs> and like the whole family tells this story every year. It's really funny. But, but like they spoil it. The people spoil the movie. People spoil the gift. Because here's the deal. They already, they already know what it is, or they already know, especially with the movie, how it ends, right? And I want you to know tonight that God already knows the end from the beginning of our life. Like he, he knows around every corner. He knows everything that's going to happen. He knows everything that's going to take place, even if we don't see it coming, even if we don't see it happening, because what God has done, he has been so good and so gracious to us that he wrote the story to our lives. And so tonight, I believe that scripture is just going to kind of show us how God like kind of weaves us into his plan and how we can see him work in our lives. Anybody bring their Bible? If not, we'll have the magic Bible on the screen. If you got your Bible, we're going to be in the book of Jeremiah for just a brief moment, and then we're going to jump over to Luke, because it's Christmas, and we got to talk about the Christmas story, right? So Jeremiah 29, talking about God's plans for your life, it says this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. So this is the Lord talking. He's saying, hey, you, I want to let you know that I know the plans that I've made for you. I've made these plans. They're awesome. He says, goes on to say this, they are, they are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So not only does God have plans for us, but I love it that he says his plans are good and he gives us future. And he gives us a hope in these plans. Like, like, so what does that mean for us today? 
So tonight, we're going to jump in, and, and, and through this series, we're going to take a look at the Christmas story. And I love the Christmas story. I love everything about it. It's awesome. And so not like, like jolly old St. Nicholas Christmas story. Like we're talking about Jesus and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and like the wise men, all this stuff. And, and um, so there were prophets from hundreds of years before Jesus that, that said, that let people know that the Savior would be, come, be born, that the Savior would come. There were people that said it. They were like, hey, you, 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 you got to know that there's going to be a Savior that's going to be born. And they told how it was going to happen. And, and the Jews, what's been going on since, since those prophecies, the Jewish people, they've been waiting for years and years and like hundreds of years. They've been waiting for this. And God's people, they were expecting a savior. And they were expecting, honestly, like they were probably expecting Jesus to come in power and maybe to be like a political leader and to kind of take over and, and make rules and set different things and, and change the lifestyle and the culture of the place. Um, or, or maybe they thought that Jesus was going to show up and be a mighty warrior, like a, 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 like a fighting, like a warrior. But what we're about to read was an absolute shock to Mary. It was kind of an unexpected thing for Mary. And so if you got your Bible, we're going to be in Luke uh, chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 26. And we're going to read a few chapters or a few verses here, so I want you to hang with me uh, and, um, and read along with me on the screen. It says this, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel to Gabriel, to, an angel Gabriel to Nazareth a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus, and he will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne uh, of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And then Mary asked the angel, she said, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. And then verse 37 for, uh, says, for the word of God will never fail. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said about me come true. And then the angel left. See, God's people, they were expecting a savior. They weren't expecting a baby to show up. Like how useful is a baby when you're taking over the world, right? What do babies do for themselves? Nothing. They're, I wouldn't say they're worthless because they eventually grow up to be bitter people. But like what can a baby do? Like, yeah, and they cry and they poop and they pee everywhere. This is what babies do. And so Jesus was going to show up as a baby. He, it wasn't the Savior they were expecting to show up in power. And so this declaration from the angel of the Lord, it was kind of a shock to Mary. It was kind of a shock to 
of the Jewish people. And so I want you to know this. How many guys, how many, actually girls, do we have any 15-year-old girls in the room? Any 15-year-olds? Maybe? Couple? We have a couple? Maybe? Okay. Pretty bad. Yeah. Okay. Did you know this? That Mary was basically 15 years old. How crazy is that? Of course, culture and things were way different back, back in this time. But Mary was the age or close to the age of a lot of the people in this room. And she, she was chosen by God to bring the Savior, Jesus, into this world. Like, to be Mary, like, how surprising would this be to be Mary, right? Like, she's just a normal girl. Like, she was engaged to be married. Like, like who did normal Bethlehem girl things? Like, who lived a normal life? And all of a sudden, she finds out that God's got a plan for her. And, and which is completely outside of the realm of, of what's normal for her. Like, it's what happens, it's, it's not natural. It's supernatural. See, Jesus, he was a gift from God, but he was unexpected. And, and I want you to know tonight that sometimes God gives gifts and he brings plans about in our lives in ways that we would never expect. He reveals things to our lives in ways that we would never expect. Mary, she learned something shocking that day. That actually, she also learned something that applies to us all. That God's plan included us. That God's plan included her. Tonight, God's plan includes me. So how do we apply this to our lives? And I really want you to catch this scripture tonight. I want you to understand this. It's 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. It says this, when talking about how God's plan includes you. This is what the scripture means when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Maybe you're in the room tonight and you're thinking, I'm worthless. I'm just like a high school kid. I'm just a middle school kid. Like I haven't even, I can't even figure out math, let alone my life or let alone God's plan for me. Or I, I, I can't even do simple things sometimes. Or I, I, I don't think right or I don't do right. Or I, sometimes I'm just totally off. But I love this because he says, for God's people, the people who love him, God has, uh, no, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for us. See, God's preparing something amazing for those that he loves. And the good news tonight is, is that God loves you. See, Mary, she never imagined that God's plan for her life included bringing the Savior of the world into the world. Like, th this plan that God had for her, or has had for her, was very unconventional. Like, it required a lot of faith, but it was also bigger than what she would have ever thought. Like, listen, like, for me... I grew up in church. Like I was, like I've told you guys my story. I was born in the house right next door to the church my parents pastored. The next Sunday, I was in church. Like I, I, I grew up in church. Like, and I've heard for years growing up in church, and most of you guys in this room can probably relate. I've heard for years, like God, God loves you. 
God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. How many of you guys, you can relate. You, you've heard that probably for years of your whole life. Yeah, so many of us has. He loves you. He's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose for you. He's got a calling for you. And, and I want to tell you tonight what I, thought, what I thought my plan was. This is what I thought my plan was. Or actually, this is what my plan was. My plan was just to be a really good guy. My plan was just to have a really good job. My plan was to marry someone nice and to be a part of our church and to serve and to be involved and to be a a part of things that were going on. But there was a time in my life where God was like, you know what, those those are good plans. That's not a bad thing. I love that you want to be involved in church, but God was like, that's not it. That's not what I want for you. That, that's not it. Like, I, I've got a calling and a purpose for you that's, that's bigger and better than what you thought. L- listen, I want you to know tonight that um, I, I wasn't pastor material. I wasn't pastoral material. Um, I, I'm naturally a pretty shy person. Like, I, I didn't want to do this. Like, I didn't want to. I never asked for the stage. I never asked to stand up in front of people and talk. This isn't something that I was like, God, let me do this. I want to talk to people. That's not my plan. It's not what I ever wanted. But God's plan for me was different. It was unconventional. It, it, it required a lot of faith. And I got to tell you guys this, every single week, stepping up here or being on, on, on a Sunday morning, or even just sometimes standing around in the lobby at church, hanging out with people and talking to people, like it takes a step of faith for me. It takes, it takes for me to step out of my comfort area and to do it. God's, like God's plan for me was bigger than what I ever thought for myself. And once again, I, as I began to step towards God's plan for my life, it, it began to change my life and it began to change me. And it was more than I can ever imagine. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Like, it's easy to go about life and to just to see all the kind of normal, just kind of -of run-of-the-mill things. But when we're open to it and we begin to see that God has a grand plan, he's got a great plan for us, and, and that plan includes us. Like, I want you to know that God wants to use you to do great things. Every single one of you, God wants to use you to do great things.